0: episode 2 of Live Work and this time round is a special Resolution episode where we are speaking to two up-and-coming choreographers about their work and their experiences starting out in the dance industry. For those who aren't aware, Resolution is Dance Centre, The Place's annual platform which welcomes 70 UK artists to create original work for their festival. This month's podcast was recorded at The Place with two of this year's choreographers Fraser Buchanan and Amy Ollett so apologies for any background noise that might pop up at points during the conversation. In this episode we discuss their work, the benefits of a platform like Resolution for young makers and head off on some interesting tangents about the relationship between dance and fashion, being a performer in the age of Instagram, getting thrifty with rehearsal space and lots more. Amy and Fraser both mention what dates their pieces are being performed at Resolution but I'll make sure I post all the relevant info, links and um, their social media accounts in the show notes. So, to get started, Amy, if you can just like tell me a bit about yourself, your work, and when it's going to be on in resolution.
1: Yeah, so the date actually is January 24th. I'll start with that because that's the easiest thing to say. <laughs> um, but the, the work itself is... mostly from this core that I now have after doing my master's degree in fashion but I did study my bachelor's in dance before that. Okay cool, give us a bit
0: of an idea of your education background. Yeah
1: so I um, studied dance at Kingston University and spent a year out in California and that's where I realized that design was really sort of the solid core of what was happening in my choreography. Um, but I didn't realise I could sort of take it somewhere. So after I finished, I said, you know what, I'm going to take the risk and do an MA in fashion like I've always wanted to. And did it and then ended up uh, creating my own methodology for design movement. So that's really become like the base of my work now. And I create collections that are inspired by the choreography and vice versa, really. So. It's a bit of a bounce back and forth at the moment, because it's still fresh, it's very fresh.
0: So what is the piece called, and do you have like a name of your company?
1: Yeah, so I just work off my own name, because um, it's also that challenge of, as a designer and then a company, so it's quite hard to get that balance, um, but the piece is called Milk, and it's mostly about the pressures of from society and women in this generation and feeling like we give milk as nourishment, but... I felt like that's thrown back on us, and we're almost drowning back back into that. And I like to say it's almost their version of our expiry date for our milk. So that's like what I'm playing off for this piece. Very topical mm. at the moment as well.
0: Obviously. Yeah, yeah, and I feel
1: it a lot myself as a woman. You know, definitely.
0: Kid Fraser, give a bit of a background about your education and what you're bringing to resolution this year.
2: Yeah, sure. Um, I went to I did my BA in dance as well. Um, and uh, Rombert um, which is kind of like a ballet contemporary dance school and then I when I graduated I just started to um I started to live more in my writing because I was doing a lot of spoken word as well and kind of trying to find um
0: noise (laughs) Um. (laughs) Sorry we're at the place and there's things going on right now
2: (laughs) um I was trying to try and sort of find a way of um bringing those sort of Things together, similarly, mm. what you're talking about with design. Yeah. So, I started to make movement in the spoken word, putting it together. I did a solo last year um, called Ode, which was just me and my spoken word, and an hour and 10 minutes. Oh, wow. <laughs> and yeah, no, was a lot. Um, what was rehearsal like for that? But it was so intense. Yeah. Because I, I raised some money and I managed to, um, I had two weeks, or 10 days of rehearsal space. And it was just me in the studio on my own for 10 days. had two friends visit me kind of intermittently. Um, but yeah, that was intense. But then now what I'm working on, um, is the piece I'm doing for Resolution is called There Won't Be Later and it's a performance into a future queer utopia. Um, so all of my, everything that I've kind of been interested in since I graduated has been around like queer faggy things and this piece is kind of bringing together the spoken word and movement and also as well elements of um, I'm really like aesthetically inspired so visuals, drawing things from pasts, um, queer histories and um, like what that means in terms of image and There We Be Glitter is a kind of multi-disciplined dance movement uh, installation vibe piece around yeah, queer utopias, queer futures, bringing together like spoken word, music that's being composed, clothing that's being bootlegged and stitched together and tied together and glue on And I'm trying as much as I can within the the theater space to think about queering it from the inside. So rather than it being about queer, how, think about queer as a verb. So how do you queer something or queerly doing something or queering the whole thing? so yeah, that's the, that's the world. what
0: date is your piece? Jane? My piece, plug,
2: is on the 20th of February, which is a Wednesday. Um, so
0: they're both two very different pieces yeah. on very different nights, so people can mm-hmm. come you watch them
2: both. both. I was going to say, like, are you, in terms of the process? Well,
1: I, I was saying earlier, very briefly, that this is one of my first rehearsals today because we did, like, a research and development piece in September which was to, like, sort of launch some of my spring-summer-19 stuff. So we did, like, a mini showcase. Um, But today was the first one and it was really difficult, Mm -hmm. like, really difficult. And I think because there's also the sense, I feel, personally, a lot of pressure because this is my first time doing Resolution and I feel like it's a good time to be doing it for me. But with that comes that pressure of feeling... Where has it got to be in terms of a good level, you know, Mm -hmm. because I'm still learning so much about myself, you know, I only graduated from my MA like a year ago, so it's really fresh. How many people are in your work? There's three of them, yeah, three girls, Um, and obviously within that, you know, everything, design and choreography happens at the same time, so... It's quite a lengthy process in terms of I'm sewing at the same time as well as choreographing. Oh, and it's quite like... You're
0: giving yourself a lot to do. Yeah.
1: Because right. they're, they're sort of skins to each other. I can't do one without the other. Yeah. That's why I don't like to use the word costume because, you know, they're almost creatures to the dancers. Yeah. You know, they're informing what their movement is. Mm-hmm. So it can be quite challenging.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But it's it's a process.
2: Yeah. So exciting.
1: Yeah.
2: How are you in the rehearsal process, um, you've literally done this by coincidence. Um I had the first coming together of people today as well. That's <laughs> so um, yeah, I know. I've literally gone, I have a bag, a massive bag of stuff. Yeah. Um because with mine I was kind of talking it, talking with my dancers and people about it today. Um that cuz the process for me with making it has been cuz I make film as well and so it's kind of collage and actually the piece really has been in a work in work since probably september when i first started to think about it and i would written some spoken word and then i went out for a night out and i happened to see my friend who's in peace. and then i started to film them on a the night out
1: Amazing. and then i was
2: like writing the next day and then i sort of put some of that together basically like all those kind of things i've been bubbling up and doing
0: so your piece is coming from like quite an experiential place, quite anecdotal, um, little things you've picked up here and there. Yeah, and bring it together. fully
2: because I think for me it's um, the whole. For me, with queerness as well, it's just taking literally from like what I know. Some, Experience. Yeah,
0: yeah, and so
2: and taking you know for me anyway when I'm just out and about in the world mm. with humans, the idea of like queerness and queer community sometimes it's difficult to. You can't pick up a piece of paper, you like know that's a piece of paper, but with queer, there's a certain kind of elusiveness to it, which is hard to kind of put your like hold and touch and grab. Yeah, but then it's it's not tangible, but then it kind of so is, because when you see it or you feel it, you just know. Yeah. And so in a way, this kind of documentary-ish sort of style of like historic. I guess it's a process. I think it's <laughs> a process,
0: a journey. Yeah. <laughs> no, it sounds strictly. It's a journey. Yeah.
2: I guess I have about it because I was thinking, to the guys today, like, I'm really sorry, this is what constitutes a process,
0: but yeah. that kind of
2: documenting of things, and then, okay, I've got this bit of information, and then maybe I'm going to write something from that, and I'm going to send that to the, my friend that's making music, and then from that writing, he created all this sound, and then we were, like, making some movement, and then I filmed that, and then that would go in there the film the piece, so it's all really responsive. It's very
0: interesting that you hear the proce- both the processes that you have, because yours sounds quite organic, and you're kind of, like, snowballing these creative ideas in yeah, the studio. Totally. Uh, Amy, you very much know what you're doing. You're making yeah, and I think,
1: on the side on your yeah, own. Yeah, definitely. And I think, it for me, it depends very strongly on the emotion behind it. Uh-huh. With this, it's, it's it's quite aggressive, actually, the emotion. So it does feel very, like... Mm forefront and very it wants to come out like that Mm -hmm. whereas before I've done pieces um like a film I did and I had no idea but I knew I was choosing white for a reason I was choosing this dancer for a reason we had the space Mm -hmm. and I just filmed and edited it and it wasn't until I watched the entire thing that I knew exactly what was happening Mm -hmm. and it was all about these anxieties I had as a child and you know, this flurry of emotion just came out of me, and I but I had no conscious decision of it. Well, so, resolution um, sort of
0: champions, in essence, new choreographers mm-hmm. and like young dancers at the start of their career. But have either of you made anything like this before, outside of for your degree or your masters?
2: I I made two pieces of work, I mean, it's sort of a scratch length piece, just after I graduated, called I Think I Am a Dancer, which was literally a kind of. Autobiographical splurge of I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I'm going to make a piece about it, um, and then Ode, which was the solo, which kind of that was last year's kind of big like, project for me. Um, but Resolutions the first time that I'm making with a group of other people. Because um, when I was You're in like training, the boss. kind of <laughs> yeah. When I when I was in training, I didn't really ever have I didn't have the confidence to uh, command a room, but no, I could make things on myself yeah. and that felt quite comfortable. Yeah. Um, but making things with other people in a room I wasn't able to I wasn't able to untie devil voices in my head of judgment and yeah. what's good there's and a lot bad. So like
0: peer based work as well. Yeah, like for sure. you've got um the backing of like a festival mm-hmm. and a platform behind you now and yeah. that hopefully has given you the confidence at this point of your career yeah. to sort of propel for forward sure. and make.
2: And when you're younger I think there's there's a, sometimes there's like a fearlessness in you, but also there's a, for me anyway, there was a slight um, a timidness of, oh, I don't really know, and just sort of getting in your head about stuff. Um, so for me anyway, I needed a space of doing a few things on my own, working things out, like laying on the floor in a studio, crying, looking at the ceiling, and figuring out what I was doing just mm. on my own. <laughs> yeah. And now with this piece of resolution, um, getting in the room with other people and playing yeah. with that process with human beings yeah yeah Yeah, definitely
1: Yeah, yeah and I think that's kind of partly the reason why I did the MA because I was sitting in this space of there was a massive void with the work I was doing and I was very bored of just movement in general it just Something wasn't connecting for me. And then once I did it, it was like, okay, I finally found that thing. Mm. But now I've actually found myself come to the point where at rehearsals, if I don't have the garments there to help lead them, Mm -hmm. it's just pure anxiety. It's almost like they're finally letting me uh, fill that void to choreograph. Mm. Um, Because a lot of what's made up in the studio is from the garment itself. It gives them the emotion feeling everything sort of dynamically comes from that and that lets me just be a bit more free for some reason they're kind of like my pets almost in a very weird way but i didn't know that until i did my ma so
0: have you guys cast your performers are they um People that you studied with, people you, I don't know, these days. Oh, I had a large audition. They had numbers on their chests. So I was like, you, 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 get out.
1: Exactly.
0: Um,
2: No, mine were literally friends and people that I've worked with before, um, people that I went to school with, Mm -hmm. people who. all queer people. um, Because for me, that was kind of. Was that a.
0: Criteria
2: for the casting. Um, It kind of it was happenstance, but I wouldn't have felt comfortable if that wasn't the case. Yeah. Um, Because it's it was very much like about queerness for queerness, and that coming from like an authentic place rather than a kind of place and pretending to know. Um, So yeah, it was kind of that was really important for me, and also like I was saying earlier, because this the the process has been really that sort of snowballing thing and quite documentary and just taking things from my lived like in, in real life experience um it being my friends and people who I engage with and
0: I think that's probably what's quite lovely about a platform like Resolution as well is it gives you the creative freedom to like pull your friends together yeah. um, but have a sort of professional side to it as well yeah, it's not student yeah, work anymore sure. but there's no pressure to set up a set up a dance company totally, and have sure. a massive audition yeah, totally. you can just sort of have a really creative few months to sort of get ahead and the industry. For sure, and I don't
2: know what your experience is yeah. from Kingston, but I know from Romber, there's only kind of anywhere between 30 and 40 people that graduate each year. And they they say it at school and everyone's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. But teachers, principals, whatever are saying to you, these people that you're with right now are gonna be your are going to be your network, are going to be the people that you employ or the people that employ you and honestly it's so true like it could not be in my case anyway I can't speak for everybody um it couldn't be more true because you trust people and you know people and you've forged kind of connections with people and I think resolution from my experience anyway I don't know if it's the same yeah but so many choreographers um and dancers it's all very kind of it's all very kind of family orientated you know people were like oh yeah we're all in third year of the place and we're doing this oh we all went to La and we're doing this we went to perhaps Uni, we're all doing something together um but
0: maybe after this if you're going to watch other people's work you've now extended your pool of people so say so you're mm. working people from ron there maybe you're working people from kingston but you're going to watch people from these other places and yeah. i think it's just like a nice melting pot for the yeah, industry sort yeah. of get yeah. to know other dancers and talent out there
2: yeah, yeah sure no I think so it's kind of weird um, and fun and slightly um, what's the word it's going to be quite like, surprising the way that they curate the nights mm. um, in terms of who else because you're in a triple bill do you know who's on your programme yet yes yeah
0: Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. you know the order and everything and vaguely you sort of know the, the vibe of the work but um, yeah it's going to just sort of be like a thing that you get on the day and just see the, what the evening will be as a whole because obviously you're going to sit in the context of a triple bill which will be and
0: you know, you're getting reviewed by there's a resolution review going yeah. inside it so every single night there is a at least one reviewer sitting in the audience uh-huh. yeah. so is that a first for both of you as well to have your work under the critique of dance writers
2: mm, kind of yeah i had people sort of i don't think any reviewers i mean i invited a million to my solo but trying to get people to come yeah. that's quite good when you're that's a really good thing when you're doing something as a part of a festival mm. compared to, to doing something if you're flying solo mm. um you have the you have the like backing yeah, of there's people
0: behind the scenes yeah to do the,
2: like the this part. institution and everything that kind of support you which I guess is the whole idea of it because when you do try and do all of that on your own mm-hmm. it's um
0: which is thankless not for unsuccessful
2: not unsuccessful but like hard Harsh oh,
0: lessons learned. Yeah, for sure.
2: But good. Um,
0: well, this is a baptism of fire, I guess, in the sense that you are, it's open to the public. It's very yeah. not just you inviting your family and friends. Yeah, for sure. Got, um, you've got people coming to watch, people with influence, I guess, and yeah. you don't know who's going to be sitting in the audience. Yeah, yeah. Hand. What sort of um, opportunities are you hoping that resolution will afford you going forward in your like choreographic careers? I think just the chance to
1: showcase the voice that I've developed because it's hard like anyway because I'm coming from two different disciplines and that's been the biggest challenge actually this past year is trying to identify myself within mixed industries it's been quite difficult in the sense of it's been very Marmite you know a lot of dance things I've applied for have been straight nose because it's too different you know because of the fashion element and then sometimes with the fashion element, they love it because they love this enrichment of movement and the body. I think
0: fashion and dance goes hand in hand a lot. Do yeah. you follow Mode of Motion on Instagram? Yeah. Do you follow Mode of Motion on Instagram? I may or may
2: not be featured in a Mode of Motion editorial. Oh, exactly.
0: <laughs> So Mode of Motion is like a, an editorial platform. I, I don't yeah. know if they actually print the magazine, but it's definitely a website and Instagram account that is mm. fashion and dance and wear. Dance has yeah. been featured on the runway, et cool. So I feel like that would be an obvious blending. Yeah. 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 And I think
1: the only thing different is that you get a lot of designer and then they work with a dancer or a choreographer and it's still very separate. You know, it's still this idea of, okay, we're gonna put the fashion onto the dancer and then they can move, you know, to take perhaps the clothes to a different dimension almost. And what's happening with mine is it's very much informing each other. None they can't exist without the other. You can't just sort of um create it before the choreography it happens quite intrinsically and um that's been quite challenging to show because even though I'd like to work as a designer perhaps for another company um it would be difficult for me because it's being informed by my own movement first if that makes sense um which is also what's quite challenging within the fashion side because I'm not showcasing as a designer who has dancers that want to perform, I'm showcasing as this is like a new way to wear clothing as well because I'm using movement and the body to manipulate how we wear clothing so it's it's a very challenging field but it's definitely given you a really strong identity as a yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's just definitely difficult to get your point across mm-hmm. definitely.
2: I think that with fashion it's there right to make one oh no. oh no. like walk from fashion for five minutes. Um, I think that...
1: Yeah, because you do stuff with, like, Craig Green, uh, the Moncler stuff? Yeah! I saw,
0: I saw it. I think yeah, the guys. fashion... <laughs> do I do <I> know, <laughs> Um,
2: I... I think that, like, dance goes really in and out of fashion. Mm. In fashion. Mm, and so true. Shout out to Michael and Jack, who do motor motion. Michael um, Johnson. Michael Johnson and Jack Thompson, yeah. Um... And I think that there's there's really interesting there's really interesting points in there. I think there's a lot for me. There's a lot about um, a lot to do with ethics and mm-hmm. usage and ownership and agency of dancers and mm-hmm. dance. Yeah. I think that um, in fashion there's a lot of um, using mm-hmm. using movement in a certain way. Um, in often quite a superficial way, um, and speaking as a dancer that has worked in like for like fashion collaborations or yeah. whatever, um, there can be really different experiences in terms of how dancers are used mm-hmm. um, by by the fashion industry, by um, clothing brands. You mentioned Craig Green. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Craig Green. Amazing, amazing yeah. brand to collaborate with. Um, always paid work. Always like treating dancers really, really well and movement and because in his first collaboration he used, um, he worked with um, a couple of, um, he worked with James Wilton, oh my god I thought I was going to forget that, that would have been embarrassing, he worked with James Wilton and he really takes the movement and the dancing really seriously and really, it's not just oh yeah do X, Y and Z, that's cool it's as much a part of the process of what you're talking about with your work. Yeah. Um, with those campaigns where he uses movement, the, the campaign wouldn't be the campaign where it's not for the movement. Um, another one of my really good friends, Jordan Robson is a movement director who's worked with like Uniqlo and um, Charles Jeffrey. And there are brands that really bring movement and dance in as an intrinsic part of a process and kind of um, like a larger creative.
0: They're showing. Dance that level of respect. That is yeah, It's a process. Mm. You don't just bring someone yeah. in at the last it's stage. A creative, just yeah. to go. So there's a lot of people that do ban, that. Ban, and that,
2: ban, yeah. And okay. this is the thing. There are lots of, um, there are lots of, there are lots of avenues where dancers in collaboration with fashion do get used and exploited and not paid and um, are at the bottom of the barrel when it comes to treatment. It's kind of bizarre. I find it bizarre sometimes that. If you, some brands will employ dancers for shoots um, rather than models because they want movement. Yeah. And if they were to employ a model, they would have to pay the model because the model works for an agency. is signed, isn't it, with an agent, sorry. And the agent will make sure they get paid, otherwise they won't do the shoot. Whereas sometimes they want crazy movement, which a lot of models wouldn't necessarily be able to do because they're not trained dancers, they'll use dancers, just get them off of Facebook or Instagram and not pay them. Yeah. And they've saved themselves loads of money and also got double as much as they would have got. Um, so actually, I think it's really interesting in, in work at Resolution and other festivals with young people making with young people making work. I think it's an experience that a lot of young choreographers, dancers, performers, when you're sort of trying to engage in the hustle and make it work.
0: Yeah, mm. I
2: think collaboration, particularly with fashion, is a really, really resonant um, okay. thing.
0: Something that's come up a couple of times while I've been talking over a few different topics is the subject of Instagram. And I guess yeah. like maybe 10 years ago, Instagram, even Twitter, would not be an ex- intrinsic part of a quote yeah. for sort of plugging their own work or even finding inspiration or finding yeah. cast for their daughter. Yeah. Do you guys find Instagram useful in promoting your work and getting the word out there? How do you guys use that platform? It's funny because I think in the past
1: year maybe 80% of opportunities I've had has come from my Instagram.
0: Same. Yeah. But nice you would smart. tell people, young dancers that are graduating or have graduated, yeah. get on Instagram. And yeah. But you'll it'll yeah. work out there. It depends. There's,
1: <laughs> there's definitely... Um, there's difficult size to it. I don't know for everyone, but for me, it's very difficult to maintain this... Uh, not reputation but almost this image that you've then become on your Instagram and exceeding to their expectation every time it's like another more. job curating an Instagram page oh absolutely. absolutely yeah
0: and it's so tiring actually That's why I haven't got an Instagram for this podcast yet yeah. because I simply just to like employ another that. human yeah to yeah, yeah. Do it. oh yeah yeah and I think
1: in some ways it's I mean I've had to really channel myself out of it to just be creative naturally because I think sometimes it's actually sort of steered me into creative directions that I don't want to be because I'm comparing it to other you know, accounts or other yeah. people or what people are just liking at the minute because obviously one post you post 100 people might like and another no one will like. People can
0: get bogged down in numbers, can't they? Yeah, Where absolutely. You can post something yeah, yeah. you're you really tired It's still hard to not,
1: you know, to ignore it. Yeah. For
0: sure in terms of preparing for a resolution how have you found because I don't know if this is a challenge in London I don't even yeah. know Amy, if you're rehearsing in London are you yeah I'm, I have to because all the dancers are here
1: of course okay. yeah. so have you
0: found um, finding space challenging is it affordable what's it like out there for um, young choreographers making new work on a budget
2: use what <laughs> like use your contact list on your phone yeah I again shout out to the one School of a and contemporary dance they've given me I've been really, really supported by them with this piece and also all of my other works with um, support in kind and where they've been able to help me out with space, they do, um, which is amazing and I'm so grateful for it. And likewise, when I was back in Southampton, I used to dance a lot at the um, the Point in Eastleigh.
0: Yeah.
2: And they am always, as well, really, really supportive when I was auditioning using space and I think use use what you have at your disposal um, with institutions with with friends with schools
0: because at the end of the day people want to champion new work right yeah. so if they, yeah if they can give space you'd like to think yeah. they would what, sure. what about and you? especially like if you live in an area outside
1: of london which i do you know you'd often feel isolated because you don't think there's much out there but then you realize the connection to closer things is actually a lot shorter than or closer to you than you thought. I thought it was very far away from me. And actually, you know, I'm very lucky because I'm only like a a city away from Dance East, which is in Ipswich. And they've given me like a whole day's worth of Support and Kind Mm -hmm. studio space, which is incredible because their studios are amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I'm a local artist and Mm -hmm. that's something that I almost thought was a bad side of me as an Mm -hmm. artist because I was so far away from London. Um, and now you're sort of, you see, you start to see the strengths around you, sure. but equally, there has been a lot of space in London, yeah. I think it's just, sort of, digging it out, I mean, I went to one today in Camden, which is the Academy Muse, um, centre, So there are loads of places out there, if you Yeah, I know you're writing it down, It's, quite, it's <laughs> kind <of> like, quite <laughs> hidden, you know, it's yeah. like just finding them, isn't it, lot,
0: I think that's out. puts a lot <clears throat> of, what, which is what is a shame, and what I found when I graduated, it's kind of, you go from being a student and mm. having space, that yeah. unlimited space at your fingertips, people around you that yeah. are creatively encouraging you, yeah. classes that are laid on for you, yeah. literally yeah. told where to be and when, and yeah. then you graduate and it's like, right, where do I go? Yeah, Who's yeah. gonna teach me? Do I have the money to pay for it? it yeah. How yeah. do you oh my God. keep going? <laughs> sure. Oh yeah.
1: You,
2: I feel like <laughs> the time that you're, um, you're doing your BA, your training, is the time that you complain the most about everything. Everything's the worst. Everything's like awful and dreadful. And then when you leave, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying like a it's lot so of people are true, happy though. not to. be are ready to graduate when they graduate, <laughs> but then like oh my god I have free space. Oh my god I have free class. Oh my god I had like a physio. Last year I thought I was going to do an arts council application, and then I didn't. I didn't get around to doing it, and so I had to sort of think. I had to restrict myself. Sort of what do I need? How can I go about things? And I did an arts council application this time, and I got rejected. And so similarly, again, it's been kind of, okay, right, how can I think outside of the, the, sort of the box to make things work, um, and with space and time and stuff. If you have a living room, and you have a camera, and you have a light, um, and you can move some stuff, you can move about, you can put some music on your phone, you can film things, maybe you wanna use that film and can send it to other people, maybe you can use that film and actually use it for something. Um, if you work in a bar, do they are they open like three hours earlier before they open? Can you use their space? Do you have a friend that lives in a warehouse, but they have to have like a massive living room because it's a warehouse? Maybe they don't mind you coming in for like a few hours. Um,
0: Just thinking creatively. I think it's like yeah. thinking nice sideways, that, thinking mm-hmm.
2: sideways about it, mm-hmm. um, which is obviously really hard. It takes more work and can it's, it's that thing, isn't it? If you're Trishu, New York, Kingston, or or mm. whatever, and there's just like these big sprung floor, twenty-four point six degree heated dance studios with pianos. <laughs> you don't think about it, mm. um, but actually, sometimes restriction, um, restrictions are restrictions breed creativity. Fresh yeah, because yeah, yeah. like some of the biggest dance companies, my issue with some like, really, really massive dance companies and choreographers is they get loads of loads of money, and then they just kind of go gross because they have bells and whistles and smoke and mirrors and. Mm everything, so they don't have, have to try anymore because
0: yeah,
2: you could, obviously you could counter that, but like, now they've got so much pressure to live up to, but there's, because there is so much money... Sometimes the
0: funding stretches years as well, there would be guaranteed funding for a few years, so yeah. it's like, okay, we're good for a few years, Yeah, for
2: sure. <laughs> um, But actually sometimes restriction is a really, really, um, again, this is just a, my like a selfish example because they only I've only had myself to like refer to, mm. I was worried about using music my work last year, still so want to pay someone, I had the money to pay somebody to make me music, and I didn't have the knowledge or wherefore to work out how to get rights for different things. Mm. So the piece was going to be spoken word anyway. So I just set myself the restriction, the whole thing was going to be spoken word or me making sound and there was no music. Um, and that mm. was started off as a practical restriction and ended up being a kind of a, a fruitful creative endeavor. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So make it work, make
0: it work. Definitely. <laughs> work um, just finally just a reminder of when your pieces are on at resolution anything else you want to plug I don't know if either you guys teach or doing open classes or things like that so
1: milk is being performed on January the 24th um I think what would be nice to just to say is uh, as the work sort of progresses uh the design side of it is going to become available with these performances Um, I want to start establishing this idea of watching a performance and taking away that same emotion through something you can wear from what you've seen on stage so there will be these things that might pop up in time to do the performance on my website but um and I will, of
0: course, link to these yeah. guys' Instagrams, Facebooks, <laughs> websites, you know. <laughs> yeah.
2: um, my piece is There Won't Be Glitter. It's on Wednesday, the 20th of February at the place. And I'm at FraserFAB on Instagram and at There Won't Be Glitter on Instagram. Um, I'm kind of using up There Won't Be Glitter as, uh, as a sort of space, the Instagram as a kind of. Uh, platform to actually create a kind of space, yeah. if you like, so rather than obviously the stage is a space, but also an Instagram account is also a space, so yeah. a, a board for a, project. portfolio, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so yes,
0: yeah. Again, I will put all that information about when their show's on at Resolutions, underneath wherever you've listened to this. Thank you guys, thank very you very so much, much. <laughs> and good luck! <laughs>